Welcome, welcome to Freaked Out with your co-hosts, Liz and Landon. What's up, everybody? Today, guys, we will be doing the Shanann Watts letter. I know we were going to do this live, but we changed our mind because Shanann deserves to not be interrupted by anything. Audio issues, mic issues, people chatting in the comment section. So that's basically why we're doing it. If you have yet to listen to the Shanann Watts episode, I highly recommend doing so. This episode will explain why we're writing the letter to begin with. And from what I gather from Shanann, the prisoners and the prisoners' family get the opportunity to listen to the radio and podcasts. And I'm sure someone will bring it up to them since our podcast seems to be pumping to a lot of these families. As it should. Now, we have had many different members reach out to us in good ways and bad ways. More recently, Trenton Duckett's grandmother, which we expected because she's in complete denial when it comes to what her daughter Melinda has done. Absolutely. I also wanted to mention that someone had made a statement in relation to me being a Hillary Clinton fan. Definitely not a fan in any sort of way, but... You know what I am a fan of? Humanity. I'm a fan of women and women's rights. I'm a fan of the LGBTQ community. I'm also a fan of raising women up, not beating them down. And here's a little history for you, since you're new here and seem to think you know everything, but I'm actually Canadian. I wasn't really around in any capacity when Hillary was running for office, so I don't feel one way or another about her. I feel as if she could have done more as a woman running for office. I know I would have done everything and I would have tried to stand out amongst the crowd, but clearly my words triggered you, so I wanted to point that out. Although I may have my own opinions on politics, I really don't care much about them. My only issue with politics is when human rights are being taken away from trans people, drag queens, women, and the fact that we still have people running around murdering and raping and hurting people and getting away with it every single day. Other than that, I really don't give a rat's ass about politics. What we care about here is telling the truth and true crime and helping the victims that have been dealing with this abuse from beyond the grave and trying to solve their cases. So thank you, Erica, for your unsolicited opinion about my political view Now, carry on with your hate elsewhere. Your toxic energy isn't wanted here. Absolutely, guys. We try to stay away from a lot of politics stuff anyways, so let's not assume stuff, all right? Especially when I had said that at the beginning, you know? Anyways. (laughs) Right. Well, hopefully one day, you know, more people will come and fight for, you know, the women's rights, the LBGTQ rights and stuff, but let's move on to the letter. Yes. (laughs) I guess I'm feeling a little spicy. (laughs) Whenever I uh, try to channel spirits, I tend to take on their personality. It's great. So I'll give you guys everything she wants to say in this situation. And it is a little spicy, so just listeners beware. Chris, I felt incredibly foolish to have chosen you as a partner in my life. I took your laid back demeanor as a sign that I didn't have to fight tooth and nail to be heard. I took your demeanor and your personality as someone who I felt that I could have a genuine life with, but my God, was I wrong. I thought that my first marriage was despicable. You are worse, worse than my 
worst nightmare. I never thought that I would have met anyone like you. You fooled me into thinking that you were my everything. Let's go back to the beginning of our relationship. I told you I was a difficult person to handle, but you insisted that you could not only handle me, but you could be my support. You told me that I was your soul mate. You told me that I changed your life for the better and that I tried to help and that I tried to help you in every possible way. You told me that your family was too aggressive for you and although they didn't necessarily love me, that you didn't care. You claimed that I saved you from your family. I remember your mom giving me the dirtiest looks, your sister giving me the dirtiest looks because I wasn't some blonde person beautiful and skinny and what they were looking for and they didn't approve they wanted me to be quiet and not outspoken and you didn't care you told them that you wanted to be with me regardless your family made the most dramatic issues of our wedding because they didn't approve of me meanwhile no idea i was about to marry a monster a soulless monster at that before we got married, we discussed many times over on how we wanted to build a family. We always planned to have three kids, and if we had two of one gender, we would try for a third no matter what. You used to tell me that you loved how in control I was of my life and who I was. You used to tell me that you admired a strong woman that was independent. I'm coming to find out more and more that it was just so that you could go along with things. You never really physically abused me, but you did ignore me. You pretended I didn't exist. You tried your hardest to try and make my life as busy as possible so that you didn't really have to be part of it. You never really loved me. You never really loved our children. You love yourself. Once I stopped serving a purpose to you, you checked out of the relationship. When I sit and think about it, you only went through the motions of life with me. You didn't really do anything to praise me. You didn't even try to romance me. You did absolutely nothing when it came to putting my needs or my daughter's needs above your own. I deserved so much more from you. And when I didn't get it, I addressed it right away. You didn't like that. You were hoping I would be a good little girl, a meek wife. And that was not who I was. And you knew that. When it comes to the kids, it makes me sick to my stomach when I think about what you did to your own flesh and blood. Your own daughter is your own mirror image. Bella looks just like you. She acted like you as well. And I sit here and second guess if you actually loved her. And I sit there watching you stew in your little cell. I always see that you never really acknowledged your children or acknowledge your feelings for your children or cry for your kids. You just carry on with your life as though something is owed to you if you'll, you know, get out of jail. Mark my words over my dead body. You will never get out of jail. The sick fuck that sends you letters on how they feel sorry for you are just as bad and delusional as you are. They only like you because you're a prisoner. What they don't realize is that giving the same situation, you would murder their children and them as well. In fact, I remember there was a rape fantasy that you wanted to do with me. And although I wasn't interested in that, I decided to go along with it anyway. I told you to stop and you raped me anyway. I snuffed it off, of course, because you were my husband and I did initially say yes. 
but I know I was wrong now. I feel like you and your mom both have the same narcissistic views on life, and I believe that you are genuinely your mother's son. I believe that both of you sat there talking garbage about me, and your mother's opinion meant absolutely everything to you. Your father was more of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. You never once stood up for me against your mother. You would just simply pretend I didn't exist. Mommy, dearest, was the most important thing in your life. Instead of addressing issues with her, you would just chalk it up to me being crazy and delusional. Were you and your mom in some sort of weird relationship? Because that's what it felt like from my point of view. The only person I feel sorry for you and your family is your dad. Your father feels sick over what you did to your kids every day. Your mother makes excuses for you every single day, as she always has. This poor man is in an abusive relationship with your mother and fails to see that every single day. He's just quiet and deals with it. I can sit here and blame your mother all day for the abusive things she did. I question often if she gave ice cream to her daughter intentionally to harm her. I believe that you had informed her that you wanted to kill me, and that's probably why she tried to get her child sent to the emergency room. I was always open to your family having a beautiful relationship with these kids, but they never wanted to. Your mother only wanted that relationship on her own terms. Your mother looked at our daughters like they were despicable because of who their mother was. These children were half me. She didn't care for them as much as she should have. I can tell by the same way she communicates about them, like they never existed. Even your own carbon copy Bella could never break through that shield. She also wasn't interested in having any granddaughters. She only wanted grandsons. I remember she would make comments about how she wanted a grandson and that all I could do was create girls, like that was my fucking fault. I try my very hardest to haunt you or send some sort of past relative to haunt you. I see that sometimes you struggle to sleep because you keep remembering the details of me, not being able to breathe, laying there lifeless. I hope you get the songs that we used to share together. In fact, I make sure to try to send at least one to two a day that remind you of me and make you feel chilled to the bone because it's me sending that. I scream loudly in your dreams so you can understand the agonizing pain you put me and our daughters through. I would rather just about anyone else in the world be the father to our children. Fuck, I'd take Jeffrey Dahmer over you. Perhaps he'd at least salvage his own children. Who kills their children? You act as though you couldn't just walk out of the house and go off into the abyss with your new little bitch. You act as though I held you in chains. You act as though me wanting some attention was way too much to ask. It takes one fucked up person to be able to kill me and your kids and your unborn son. You told me that after we first had Bella, you wanted a son. You told me that you wanted nothing more than to be able to play baseball with your son. And since your father was so good to you, you wanted that kind of relationship. You took his life before he could even have a breath of his own. I remember as you were trying to kill me, looking right into your eyes, asking you to stop, begging you to stop. And my first thought was Nico, and your first thought was Nicole. I asked you to spare his life. I asked you to spare your daughter's lives. I asked you not to hurt anyone. Some women will blame themselves for what they said in the moment because I did call you out on your whore. I did, in fact, blame the shit out of you when you confessed your undying feelings for your whore. In fact, you were texting your whore right before I had our conversation 
And after I had died, you were still texting your whore. I saw it on your face. You had a sense of relief when we died. You promised my babies that you would take care of them. You barely acknowledged them. And let's be honest, I would have to force you to have any relationship with your children. I would have to remind you to play with them. I would have to remind you to communicate with them, to feed them, to do anything with them. Your children begged for your attention and you didn't give them any. I made your children love you. I would tell them constantly that you loved them. I would have to make up excuses and tell them that you cared about them and that you were their hero and that they were your little babies. Our poor daughters were so confused about how they passed. I watched them both pass away after I died horrifically. Watched the life leave your children's faces as they die, which is basically like dying a million times over. I had to watch it happen twice. I had to see what you did to both of my children, and I want you to know that Cece was not dead. When you put her in that tank, she was sleeping. She was barely sleeping, but it was still sleeping. I was screaming out to you to stop. I knew you heard me because you had moments of hesitation, but those hesitation moments is exactly what makes you a monster because you did it anyway. You know that I know that. I also want you to know that I had to be the one to explain to these children why you did this. They still don't understand. They ask me constantly why you don't love them. And I tell them that daddy doesn't love anything or anyone other than himself. The girls are better now and they play with their brother all the time, the three of them together. I think you would like to know that he does like playing baseball. He enjoys any sort of physical activity. He would have been the one to take on hikes and adventures with. You'll never know what it's like to fish with him. You'll never know what it's like to give him dating advice. You'll never know anything in relation to Nico because you never gave him that opportunity. I remember that when I shared the news of my pregnancy with you, I should have picked up on those red flags right away. But instead of being offended by the fact that you didn't want to have a third child with me, leave the situation with my two daughters since you didn't want us anyway. Fuck that. That motherfucking house you could have left on your own. You could have just walked outside and said fuck you and ran away to your girlfriend. Why did you have to go the extra step and kill us? What did you gain from that? Hiding the truth? You didn't want anyone out there to call you out on your bullshit and make you look bad? That's as much as I can come up with when it comes to why you did it. So you fucking kill us. To what? Impress your whore? I can tell you something about her. She's fitness savvy. She's so impressive to you. She wants broccoli over potato chips. Congratulations, she has willpower. And making sure that her body is in tip-top shape. But that's as far as it goes. You think she would have handled your bullshit? No. She got to see the side that I originally fell in love with, the cool guy. She got to see that he had a zest for life. A few years later, she would eventually find out that you were nothing but a scumbag while you move on to the next bitch. By the way... You had willpower for your body, but not the lives of your fucking kids. I love that the two of you are still in contact because you guys deserve each other. I love that every time people see her on the streets, they snarl. I don't blame her 100%, of course, because you were the mastermind behind it all. But she also is the one that got away with it. So I'm glad that people are actually calling her out on her bullshit, Angela. I see her walking on the streets in town where she's hiding out, but not really hiding because she does enjoy being recognized. She puts her nose in the air as if she didn't do anything and gets extremely offended when anyone gives her any sort of dirty look. 
She has herself and her own little side piece. Her flavor is married men because she has another married man with children. She's probably hoping for the same outcome. From what I gather, she renamed herself Angela because she thinks she's some sort of angel. Meanwhile, she's a psychopath in her own. And there were other text conversations between Angela, a.k.a. Whore, that were private and locked up and encrypted so you guys didn't get to see all those wonderful messages that she had said about me. Even to this day, she's still obsessed with me. She also has a lot of dirty secrets from her past, including molesting someone. How the fuck can you forgive a man who kills his wife? I saved you, bitch. If it wasn't for me and my beautiful children dying, you would have been next. If he didn't go to jail, you would have been the next on his list. And then he'd move on to the next bimbo. Don't act like your shit don't stink. Just put on your nice show for everyone. We all see who you truly are. I hope you enjoy my sloppy seconds, Giraffe Angela. My family keeps fighting for my life, for my children's lives. My family keeps our memories alive. I can't even believe I'm gone. It's okay. When I come back, it'll be bigger and better and stronger. But until then, I'm going to hold on to my babies while this piece of shit rots in hell. You think you're going to be getting out of jail at some point in your life? Ha! You also get reminded of me every single day, which makes me happy. I often call you names in a very loving manner and then proceed to cackle because you hated when I laughed. Remember, bitch boy, I can be vindictive too. Reading those books will never bring me back. Praying will never bring me back. I will make sure that when it's your dying day that your children are nowhere near you. When you die, you have no fucking idea what's waiting for you. I hope you enjoy that tiny cell and all the little light that you get to see. Shanann Rozak. Well, uh, she sounds a little angry there, but you know what, Chris? Fuck you and you deserve it. So you have that coming. She did do a good job on this letter. This weekend on Sunday, we will also be dropping the Tylenol murders. Now remember guys, stay freaked out.